This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back in it, downtown, Peckle Park, a new beginning, let's go. Started back rocking the brown. Rockin the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Knockin them down. Baby says you want to go to the game. To the game. Taught her how to say Padre gang. Started back rocking the brown. Rockin the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Knockin them down. Mitchell and Ness with the old school name. All of the homies holler Padre gang. Yeah, that and good day, everybody. Welcome to episode 167 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. I'm your host, Ben Fadden. This is brought to you by Gaglione Bros, famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries. Thank you so much, Lauren Shahadi. This is the guest for today's episode. My favorite woman sports personality on TV in the on the planet. Thank you so Ooh. much, Lauren, for coming on. Oh, my gosh. That's quite an intro. I'm honored to be here. Thanks for having me. All right, so to start off, I know Dero loves this question. What do you have for breakfast? Ah, yes, that's an awesome question to start. I have the same thing every day for breakfast, um, an omelet with peppers, cheese, broccoli, two pieces of bread, butter, and a chai tea latte. Wow, that's detailed. Okay. <laughs> we get up early for the show. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. All right, let's get into the Padres here first. Uh, okay. I know you picked them last year. We have the jersey down there in the right corner. Uh, of you picking them last year to win the World Series. That obviously didn't happen. What do you think about this year? Do you think this year's team has the better opportunity than the team to win the World Series, uh, you know, based on the better rotation, the better manager, and stuff like that? You hit on it with the rotation. For me, I've just watched with TBS and MLB Network the postseason games, and it it starts and ends on the mound. It just does. It always has. I think it always will. Of course, you need to put up runs. But for me, the teams that can cover the mid-games, the mid-innings, you know, game four of a seven-game series, and you have the sixth inning, that the, the arms, right? And they have a surplus. I, they actually have – 
some question marks, you know, in that rotation because Blake Snow came back and they were doing that piggy bank thing with Clevenger and it's going to be interesting to see what they do, but it's a great problem to have you Darvish. I mean, if you take out that one bad start, I think it was against San Francisco, he has been flawless. He is in a rhythm. He's got, it seems like eight pitches. I don't know if yeah. that's true, but that's what it seems like, right? Um, yep. It's almost like too much, <laughs> but he harnesses it and he, his pitch mix is great. And gosh, I, I to answer your question, yes, there's a better chance this year. The West is tough. It's wild, right? Very tough. Yeah. And then I know the Rockies and Diamondbacks are kind of falling off now, but they were off to really good starts. Yeah, they are. Um, all right. With Manny Machado, obviously there's been a lot of media, you know, the last his whole career pretty much, you know, with the dirty player stuff uh, and questioning about his leadership and all that. Do you think that he can still win the MVP this year uh, despite some people in the media still having that notion about him? You know, part of the benefit of our job is that we get to meet the players, right? We get to know them and we get to go to um, spring training and we get to go to postseason baseball. So we sit down with them. We actually talk to them. It's not just watching and what you see on the TV screen. And I sat down with Manny Machado. Maybe, honestly, maybe it was five years ago. Mm, was he in Baltimore? I think at the time he was. And he was a superstar then, right? He was in numbers for days. And he was as humble a guy. I, truly, he was. It was the best impression, one of the best impressions of any player in the league. I'd say top ten to this day. Um, he was very insightful. He respected the game. So that's how I see Manny Machado, right? Like you only know what you see and how you meet them. I think that he's still through all of it underrated. I think his swing is so darn sweet. It just looks beautiful to me. Um, and he does thing on a baseball field that that others can't. So. Gosh, I'm I'm a huge fan of Manny Machado. If you you'll lock in sometimes, you know, sometimes West Coast games you don't see as much if you're on the East Coast. I'm I live on the East Coast. But if you lock in on Manny Machado night in and night out, he does special things on the field. Robinson Cano and Manny Machado, that might be the best swing duo in the league. It's so funny you say that because I was talking the other day when Robinson Cano and the Mets parted ways and then there were rumors that he was going to go to the Padres. And I, I thought to myself, I said, this clubhouse has Luke Voigt, Fernando Tatis when he comes back, Robinson Cano, Manny Machado, um, Blake Snell, like the the mix of personalities, Joe Musgrove, like it, it's all so interesting to me. A lot of big person, Eric Hosmer, a lot of big personalities there. Um but yeah, Cano's had some big hits. I mean, he had one yesterday to put him on the board. And then, gosh, I think it was Tuesday night, a big hit yep. as well. So, um, look, I mean, the back of the baseball card is what it is for a reason. Yep. And he made a diving play yesterday as well. Yep. Um, what's been your favorite moment so far with TBS as the pre- and post-game host? What, what stands out to me is that one night where Shaq was in there and you had to talk to him and tell him where to stand in the box. He's an angel. Like he is a giant teddy bear of such a kind human being. Um, he, you know, those superstars and you meet him and you're, you're like, uh. he was the exact opposite. He lived up to what I thought he would be. And then some, and he's so humble. He came in the first thing he did. This is how you can tell the makeup of a man, right? He came in and he said hi to every single person in the studio, shook their hands. Hi, I'm Jack. And everyone's like, I know, I know we know, we know who you are, but it was so interesting because we always talk about, how sports don't always translate to the neck. So Pedro Martinez is in the box. He's trying to strike Shaq out. And Shaq, 
he's like, well, how do I stand? We're like, what? what do you mean? How do you stand? You're an athlete. But it was just funny. I don't know if it was just for cameras, but that was definitely the one that sticks out as the best. Yeah. And then with MLB Central, you've been there obviously since it started uh, yeah. with Matty V. I've had him on and then D-Row. Um, now with Rowflow. How proud are you of how much it's grown since yeah. that started? You know, it's funny because when you first start a show, you don't know what it's going to be. You don't know the mix of personalities. I had just met D-Row the week before when we started that show. But um, we we our goal is to have a conversation about baseball and fun and in, and just say you're invited, right? It's not a show. So many times you see a show and you're, you know, turning to this camera or, you know, single up on this camera. It's like making your point, but, 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 you know, robotic in the sense gosh, we just thought let's have a conversation like the cameras aren't even on and invite fans inside to have breakfast with us. And that's what we've done. And, and the evolution has been just that we have evolved to that in my mind, we're having a conversation because let me tell you, when we go to the break, when we go to commercial, it, the conversation continues. It's the same thing, you yeah, know, and maybe like more personal stories. It's the same thing. Right. And I think the big aspect of it is the couch, right? Of course. Yeah. It's inviting. It's more relaxed. You know, mm -hmm. we're having coffee. They're having coffee. Sometimes we're eating cookies and, you know, commercial break or we're finishing off our omelet. But that's kind of the beauty of it. Right. It's that you're just relaxed and you're talking about the game you love. Right. All right. I have a recommendation for the Jersey uh, City. Segment. Oh, OK. Let's go. Nabil, Nabil Chris Matt. OK. He was a reliever. He's a reliever right now for the Padres. And last year, no one knew him. It wasn't even a guarantee that he was going to be on the team. And last year, he was the person that the whole pitching staff, to, while Darvish and Snell and everyone was pretty much getting hurt, he came in. And then even this year, Blake Snell, he got hurt, right? But right before his first start, and Chris Matt came in, three shutout innings in Arizona, and he's continued, and now he's pitching in high leverage situations. Um, so just a great story from him if you look, you know, on his little more about his background and all that. I think that would be a cool. Oh, uh, thank you for the Jersey recommendation. City. I thought you were going to say Hassan Kim. That's another one too. That's it's a good one, one right? I feel yeah. like his, I feel like he's underrated. I feel like the defense is just crazy. Very. He's a very good defender. And then even as of late, he's been better offensively too. Um, yeah. And so it'll be interesting to see if he gets more playing time when Fernando gets back. Um, but yeah, he's, he's an, he's a good one too. Um, all right. I hope you don't get mad at me, but when I think of funny moments with you at MLB Network, it's Sean Casey hitting a liner at your head. Oh how did how did that uh, feel to get hit off that hard off of a major former major leaguer? So he was playing in a celebrity softball game, mm -hmm. and he said, "I played softball my whole life." He said, "Shadi, the ball comes different off the hand of softball pitcher, right? Because you're coming underneath, and the ball rises a little bit. It's different than throwing down." I need advice. I need help. Can you help me? I'm like, you're a career 305 hitter. I'm going to help you. But so I said, okay, let's go into studio 42, which is our demo studio. Let's practice. So for some reason I asked our producer, I was like, you should probably video this. It might be fun. First, first pitch in the head. It was a wiffle ball. It didn't hurt. But then he caveman style, like he ran to the mound and lifts me over his shoulder and runs around. Oh my gosh. We were so happy we had it on tape, but what a moment. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird reaction, but it was a great. It was thing. a good. Yeah, it was a great one to have on tape. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
to the woman in sports conversation, I wanted to talk with you about that. Um, I have two moms, and one of them won a national championship in softball at Cal State Fullerton. And so I've ha- I've all I've known is having women, you know, at the forefront of my sports lives. But I know that's not been the case as always, you know, in history. Um, and with the U.S. Women's National Team getting that equal pay this week, I thought it was a good time to bring it up. What do you think about the importance and how proud do you get when you see MLB Network and Apple TV and other networks giving women, you know, these big chances and being at the forefront? Yeah. So I hosted a show last year on women in sports and we interviewed everyone from Susan Waldman, a radio you know, announcer for the Yankees, to the strength and conditioning coach, to anyone right in the game females um from all walks of life kim ing was on it um and so i asked the question i i said because there's often a narrative that there needs to be more women in baseball right that's the narrative so i asked that question to everyone um and i said do you think there need to be more women in baseball and their answer was there needs to be more qualified people in baseball. And they all said the same thing, which I found very valid. They said, I don't want to get the job because I'm a female. I want to get the job because I'm qualified. So for me, it's an it's a it's a conversation that I feel that way too. I, I don't want to get the job because I'm a girl. I want to get the job because I love the game. And hopefully I bring something to Central that, you know, Robert doesn't own Robert brings something I don't. Right. So it's not just the girl perspective or it's not just right. It's, it's, it's that different perspective and that's awesome. That's a beautiful thing. Right. All right. A couple of fun ones to end here. Uh, your favorite, uh, favorite city to go to when you're reporting or just Um, so stadium or city. Uh, we'll go city. We'll go city. I mean, Miami, probably. Okay. okay. Stadium would be Oracle. Okay. Oracle. Okay. Where would you rank Petco on there? Ooh, I loved Petco. But when I covered games at Petco, the only time I was there was in the COVID shortened season. Right. So it was, we weren't going anywhere. I didn't get yeah. a taste of San Diego. You know what I mean? I really didn't go out. We didn't see restaurants. We stayed at a hotel, got bus to, to the, bar, the ballpark, and then back. So it's, it's not a valid, like I can't give it right. back. Yeah. Like yeah you can't. Ever been San Diego. Yeah. Right. Um, how about your favorite player that you've viewed? Interviewed. Is, is that what you said? Favorite player yeah. that I've ever viewed? Yeah. Oof. Max Scherzer, because it's a challenge. You have to ask the right questions. You can't not ask a question. You have to. I remember one time he was pitching in a postseason game. It was in St. Louis and it was a get, and it was, he grew up 20 miles from there. And so the storyline was that he's pitching, you know, 20 miles away from where I grew up. Blah, 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 blah. You know how we like grab onto storylines. Well, I interviewed him after the game and I asked all the, the you know, the, the questions, the baseball questions, whatever. And I said, is it extra special to do it here? And he just shut me down right away. Like, I don't care where it is. You know, he's the ult- he's the fiercest competitor I've ever covered. He just is. Um, so him, because he challenges you, even though I thought I had to ask that we had talked about it in our production meeting, you know, he's going to just tell you he's there to play baseball and that's it. Right. Yeah. He's competitor. Yeah. Uh, and then even like that, was it last week with the Mets and he shut down the first pitch or something? 
Yeah, the first pitch, the guy was trying to like get on his mound. He's like, get out of here. I'm, I'm on this mound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. This has been really, really fun. I'm so glad I got to do this with you. Lauren Shahadi of TBS MLB Network. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for having me. Go Pods.